Good afternoon. Welcome to Cross Currents. I'm Carolyn Heldman. Coming up on today's show, Myrta Mallory. She's the founding executive director of WeCycle, the bike share program that's entering its third year in existence. And later, Pat Holleran, president of the board of Aspen Community Theater. ACT, along with several other theater groups throughout the Valley, are hosting a free event at the Wheeler Sunday, June 7th, to honor Beth Malone, who's been nominated for a Tony for her performance in the new musical Fun Home. But first, Myrta Mallory tells us what's new at WeCycle. It's so exciting. WeCycle has just opened for its third season already. It's been three years. <laughs> I know. Time does fly, and so do bicycles. <laughs> it's been really exciting just to see the transition of how the bikes are being used over the last couple of years. And what's really exciting here in our third year is that we're opening with two new stations. So you can now ride right to Aspen Public Radio using the Red Brick Station. We're so is, happy to see that. It's wonderful, highly requested, um, and we're really grateful to the Red Brick Council for the Arts for their support of that station, recognizing that it's such a wonderful way to connect the Red Brick via a quick ride. How often does one want to run into town for lunch, meet someone for coffee, need to grab something at the grocery store before heading home and don't you don't have time to walk or you don't have time to drive or the traffic is too bad or you, where are you ever going to find a parking place? Exactly. Um, it's a wonderful way of getting stopping by quickly and seeing what's taking place at the Red Brick Gallery and participating and visiting all the nonprofits located here. We're thrilled at that station. We're also welcoming a station in the 8th Street vicinity. So that station will be up in the coming week and provides great connection to the RAFTA system in particular. It's the first BRT stop as you come into town. So one can hop off of BRT and connect up to the hospital, connect over to the music, to the institute, to the meadows. So the Aspen Meadows was a tremendous partner in making that station a reality as well. How did you determine which places were to get new stations? So as we started to listen to our rider feedback, we collected suggestions throughout all of last summer of where do you need a WeCycle station? Why, how else could you be riding? Where would you be riding to? And we took all of those ideas throughout the summer and collected the most requested ones and put them onto our rider survey. And we only put on our rider survey the ones that we thought we could potentially achieve for this year. So while Burlingame and ABC were highly requested, we knew that expanding out there this year wouldn't have been realistic. And so they weren't part of our kind of giving the riders the option to vote on them. And then we put it out to our riders and said, where, where would you most like a station? And 8th Street came in first and Red Brick second. Yay. And you knew you had funding or, or ability to pay for two new stations only this year? At that point in time, we actually didn't. And so oh. it was based on the rider feedback that we reached out to partners uh-huh. as well as to donors to try to make those a, a reality. Okay. Um, and we also, but the reason we had selected those is we knew that they were in a vicinity that we could add incremental stations without having to fill in a gap. So while we have now started to grow a little bit west, we hear is, when are you coming to Burlingame? When are you coming to ABC? When are you going to connect from Burlingame to Buttermilk, to Truscott? And what we realize is that those stations will have to come together as their kind of own um, microsystem. Because if one doesn't have quick connectivity, it's, the, the station won't be as effectively used. So we're starting to envision what, what looks, what's next for WeCycle as we move west. An airport, ABC, Burlingame, Truscott, Buttermilk connection. Intercept lot. Intercept lot will be perhaps a little bit slower because we don't have a safe bike access to the intercept lot right. from ABC at this okay. point in time. And that okay. becomes really one of our factors, too. Is there a safe access route to the, to the stations? Is there good connectivity to other stations? And is there enough density to serve the station? Okay. Talk to me about what a, an airport one, because they're, they're built for short rides. Um, I guess it's definitely less than 30 to come in, but it's it's a good 20, isn't it? 12. 
Is it 12? <laughs> Downhill. Not coming back into town, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so we're finding you can easily ride from the airport into town within In. 30 minutes if you know where you're going and you're on a mission. And if you go straight cruising. to your, if you don't have any stops in between. Exactly. And you're, and you're comfortable on the bike and you've used it before. Um, we find that first-time users tend to ri- take a little bit more time in their ride because not only trying to identify the routes, but how the bike works. So what we envision kind of as an airport would be an airport station connected to ABC, the CMC area. So for airport employees to be able to access CMC for lunch to get to and from the bus. But also think of those times when you arrive at the airport and you want to get into town. The bus isn't coming for a while. You have a carry-on. You quickly got on a bike to get into town and the traffic's bad. And you'll be able to actually pedal into town faster than you would be able to drive. (laughs) That's the 30-minute commute is in the car (laughs) from the airport into town. Good point. So we have this 30-minute kind of idea now in our minds of how long it takes in the summer to get into town. And it is. It's becoming increasingly longer and more frustrating. And that's really where WeCycle came from was that's not the town we want to be. And that's not the experience we want to leave our visitors with of... We So often our visitors come from major cities and sit in traffic on a daily basis. To come to Aspen and sit on in traffic would be kind of counterintuitive to your Aspen experience. And so WeCycle really came to fruition of this idea of if we can slowly diminish our car trips and give visitors and locals the opportunity to experience Aspen by bike, you're going to have a smile on your face. You're going to remember Aspen in a different way. And you'll distinctly notice the way that locals are riding bicycles around as well. This is Cross Currents on Aspen Public Radio. I'm speaking with Myrta Mallory. She's WeCycle's hub and director. Myrta is the vice chair of the Pitkin County Planning and Zoning Commission and is on the board of the Aspen Center for Environmental Studies and the Aspen Snowmass Nordic Council. What percentage of your users are visitors versus locals? Encouragingly, so 63% of our rides this past year were season pass holders, so primarily locals, which speaks to the system being a transportation system. Right. Connectivity to transit, using the bikes for errands, one-way trips, spontaneous trips, meetings. If you have the pass on in your wallet or on your keychain, you're more inclined to use it. When was the last time you found yourself in town needing to be somewhere and you didn't have a bike or you didn't have a set of wheels? That's where WeCycle comes in handy and is available for you at that point in time, where it's not necessarily planned of how you're getting from A to B, But we know that our day-to-day lives have those unexpected moments that we need to be somewhere. And so there are 16 WeCycle stations now around town. So you could most likely get to a station very quickly. If you have the pass, you can within seconds be on a bicycle. That's why we're encouraging the community to get the season pass, because if you have to sign up and go through that process, it takes a couple of minutes. And it's a more cumbersome process, whereas the key fob is quick and simple. You don't think twice about it. You're there before you know it. What's the most used station? So last year, our busiest station was the Aspen Brewing Company station right uh-huh. there on Hopkins. Yeah, um, for lots of very valid reasons. It's right in the center of town. We see we see peak in the evening. We see bikes leaving late at night. We see bikes coming to the station around five or six. But we also see a lot of activity during the day. It's close to commerce. It's close to restaurants. It's close to the city. It's close to transportation. Um, so that was our busiest station last year. CP Burger Ruby Park was our second busiest. Again, a transportation hub. Right. And Pepke Park was our third busiest station. And we would see that station fill up around 4 o'clock as the buses were starting to head down valley, as, as individuals were starting to head down valley. And we'd see bikes empty out early in the morning as BRT arrived. Do you think, Marita, that some of the um, visitors that used it 
Were they primarily people who had familiarity with the systems in their own cities? Or did you have people who borrowed the bikes, used the bikes, thinking that they were kind of having a day-long rental experience and, and therefore it was not a great fit for them? We'd have a combination of both. We de- Communicating bike sharing is our biggest challenge. Mm. Bike sharing is a technology business and a communication business. And we're learning that to explain bike share is challenging because you're not only trying to communicate that it's 30 minutes at a time, but that you have access to it for a certain period, be it 24 hours, three days, or a full season. And with our limited bandwidth and our our eagerness to get move on to what we're on to next, we don't necessarily take the time to process what the, the consequences of what we're doing. And so that communication that it's only for 30 minutes is one of our you know, true mantras of the program. Um, and so we definitely had some visitors last year who did not get it at all. But we also have individuals who are from New York, from Chicago, from San Francisco, and ride the That's bikes. Their That's how they do it. Exactly. So we also have individuals who call and say, I don't quite understand this. Can you explain to me 24 hours, 30 minutes? What does that mean? And so our job is to try to explain that more effectively every year. Do the 24 hours, three days and season pass, is there any anticipation of, of creating more options time? We've actually reduced our options. Oh. So last year we had a seven-day pass, and we now have a third, and we had a 30-day pass. So we do have month-long passes, which have been great, because um, we do have many members of the community who are here for a month at a time right. in the summer. And so this year we will be having the 24-hour, three-day, 30-day pass, as well as the season-long pass. Okay. And the sponsorships, has that's been a big success, I'm guessing? We are so grateful to Aspen Snowmass Sotheby's for being our presenting sponsor for the third year in a row. They're really committed to maintaining Aspen's value proposition and showing how we are different as a community by being healthy and vibrant and riding bikes. And so we're really grateful to their third year consecutive year as our sponsorship. And we're really excited this year to announce that Adidas Outdoor is our title sponsor. So you'll see their green um, green fender on the bicycle, spring green, kind of like the leaves right now, um, on our bikes. And those are just our, t- our two header sponsors, but we have a tremendous number of station sponsors, media sponsors, individual sponsors, hotel sponsors, community partners. And it's not, last year we had between 50, we had 52 sponsors and partners who made this program a reality. And if it weren't for that network of partnership, our program wouldn't be a success. And WeCycle really connects. We're a connector by nature. We connect people to events, people to places, people to restaurants, people to errands, people to friends, people to buses. And if we don't have those connections and partnerships, then we, can't, we have nowhere you can ride to <laughs> or from. I want to talk a little bit about the logistics of running WeCycle. I'm picturing the, let me see, let's, I'm trying to picture now, you know, behind the, the curtain, there's some network of, of computers up on a wall, and it looks a little like NASA. Um, it's probably, is it like that, or is it a little less technologically bound I wish it were that sophisticated. Not quite. We, but but we do have our, and you actually can be part of that back end. We have an app called Cycle Finder where you can see in live time how many bikes are at each station and how many docking points or return spa- spots are at each station. So the, the return stations have a little sensor in them. And so once some, when the bike is there, it, it sends the... Signal, signal live exactly so you can look in live time if you're in your office getting ready to go to a meeting you can quickly check and see 
okay, there are three bikes over at the Red Brick Station. I'm going to quickly hop a bike and I can return it at City Hall because they have five docking points Open. available. Exactly. Okay. And so we're watching that. But what we also, in, in addition to that, is we have the patterns and kind of the peak times that are associated with previous years, as well as trends in commuting and what's going on in the day and weather. And so we are anticipating that demand as well. And you actively move bikes around. We do. You've seen our little smart car balancing mobile, and we have a little balancing bike. And so based on the number of bikes that need to be moved, um, our team is actively monitoring the system and moving bikes accordingly so that we can really, so that you can rely on us. If you get to a station and it's full, then you have se- you have 15 minutes actually to get to another station. So as a season pass holder, all you have to do is go to the station, put your card in, and it gives you 15 minutes to ride over to the brewery, let's say, from City Hall. But there are times when you won't have that opportunity. And so it's really important that we build a system and maintain a system that you can rely on. How much does the system work itself out organically versus you all having to intervene and move the bikes for people? We're learning to be better at letting the system organically work itself out because we surprise ourselves by realizing that people are picking up bikes at all times and going different places. And so often you'll be in anticipation to go move a, move a couple bikes and they'll move themselves for you. Hmm. So some systems are doing more dynamic balancing where they're actually incentivizing riders. Meaning other cities? Other cities, exactly. Other cities are doing some dynamic balancing in which they are asking riders to ride to certain places during different times of the day to help them because there is a a significant amount of staffing required to move the bikes around. And when you look at some of these major cities, New York, Chicago, Paris Paris in particular has really pioneered how to make this work for their riders by giving them incentives if they take the bikes to different locations for you. We have a little ways to go before we get there. Just maybe. (laughs) However, I will incentivize people to ride their bikes to the hospital. That is one steep hill (laughs) as well as to smuggler. Is there one at the bottom of Smuggler? There is. What a great way to have a lunch break. Ride a bike with a friend over to Smuggler, do your Smuggler hike, and ride back into town. Right. Um, Get a little bit more exercise. A little more. (laughs) Just a little more because it's, yeah. Exactly, but it's quick. And talk about a parking lot that fills up really quickly. Um, You're going to get some exercise anyhow, so why not get a warm-up before you start hiking? This is Cross Currents on Aspen Public Radio. I'm speaking with Myrta Mallory. She's WeCycle's hub and director. Myrta is the vice chair of the Pickens County Planning and Zoning Commission and is on the board of the Aspen Center for Environmental Studies and the Aspen Snowmass Nordic Council. Um, which cities in the valley, if any, are encouraging, inviting, uh, pleading with you to expand? Really, at this point, we're speaking with all the other communities in the valley, which is really thrilling. And um, we've had great conversations recently with Basalt and Carbondale and individuals in Glenwood. And part of this conversation is how WeCycle can be the connector to our RAFTA bus system as the spine. So our season pass holders said in their, again, the survey from last year is that um, 85% of them would be more inclined to ride RAFTA up and down the valley if they had access to WeCycle at either end. And I think of myself, how often... I get to a different community and don't have my wheels and that independence of a bicycle. And if we can start to provide that first and last mile kind of spokes to the RAFTA system, that's how we'll slowly begin to reduce the impacts on 82 and the traffic coming into into and up and down the valley. And so that is really one of our goals. We're working actively to make this a reality of a valley-wide system. There are other regional systems. Boston has a regional system, as does the Bay Area. 
Um, we recognize that it will take time, it will take community buy-in, it will take su sponsorship support and financial support from partners, as well as the jurisdictions. Private sponsors. It'll take a combination of both public and private. What cities have you visited to see what they're doing differently than we do or that are further ahead? We've well, talked about this before, but I, I know you've done this in Paris. I know you've been around the world, really, doing riding. But what cities stand out? Well, I think it's what's interesting is that we are so unique in that we are a small city. We are a small town that is trying to make bike share happen, and we see that happening in Europe. So in Europe, bike share really started to gain momentum um, in Europe after Paris, and then you started to see all these major cities with bike share. But now that it's matured in the smaller, in the sorry, now that bike share has matured in more of the major cities, we see it starting to be more common in smaller towns throughout Europe, which is a trend I hope we start to see here in the in the United States as well. Of the 50 major U.S. cities in the United States, only six are, have not implemented or are not in the process of implementing bike share. Wow. So it's really becoming, it's kind of be, moved beyond that trial phase, does it work? And it's be, now getting into the, you don't have bike share as your transportation, part of your transportation system. You don't have it as part of your multimodal system. One of the systems that is thriving is Austin. It is setting trends and records in terms of its ridership creative ways of engaging visitors, but also locals in terms of riding bikes, participating in events. South by Southwest is a huge ridership um, segment for them. Right. So that we've got Texas as one of our leading bike share systems. That is how we begin to change our framework that bikes are an integral part of our transportation infrastructure. Are you reaching out to the Hispanic community? We're really pleased this year to be launching our Movimiento in BC program, which is a partnership thanks to a grant from the New Belgium Brewing Company as well as the Thrift Shop of Aspen. And so we will be working with particular hotels and different businesses in town in trying to engage the Latina community in riding bikes from a wellness perspective as well as from just a day-to-day -day vitality um, a point of view. And so we'll be working on a one-on-one -on -one basis with these women. Ride a bicycle. Find that smile. Um, enjoy a little bit of fresh air in your day to day, and really, thirty minutes is all one needs to kind of regain that that sense of I I this is my place. I can ride wherever I need to go to and from, be at the bus from home to work. But so often, bike sharing is intimidating, and I think be it in one's native language or in a foreign language, you look at these kind of very industrial stations and big heavy bicycles and. It's easier just to pass them by than it is to take that moment to engage with them. And so we feel really strongly that we engage the community as a whole in our program. And so we're really excited about this opportunity, and we'll be reporting back based on its um, successes and learnings for this coming year. And tell me about your event you have tomorrow night. So we are thrilled this year to be partnering with the ACRA as part of their networking event, as well as the Cycling Club and RFMBA, the City of Aspen, Picking County. Um, bike Snowmass is part of it, and we're saying it's cycling season. Bikes are out, be it your mountain bike, your road bike, your townie, your we cycle, your cruiser, you name it. Come and congregate and celebrate bicycles um, as part of the Aspen Bike Pass, which is a first event this year at the Limelight from 5 to 7 on Thursday. So free drinks, prizes, 
visiting with old friends. Off season's over. Everyone's back. It's a great way to kind of come out of our shells on our two wheels. Are they going to close off the street in front or is it is it just come come in? It's come in. Come in on your... Well, do we do encourage you to ride a bicycle. Well, of course, but I'm and picturing everybody sitting outside. And unfortunately, we don't have a cycle station front and center. <laughs> no. Um, but we Not will... Not too far away, though. <laughs> right over at the brewing company, um, there is a station. So it's a great, a great way to kick off. And I think let's... We really are committed to that community we are with the freedom of being on a bike and the breeze in your hair and... You get there joyful rather than frustrated. <laughs> Myrta Mallory, the founding executive director of WeCycle, heading into the third year. Congratulations. Thank you, Carolyn, for all your support. See you on a bike soon. See you on a bike. This is Cross Currents on Aspen Public Radio. Coming up next, Pat Holleran, the president of the board of ACT, Aspen Community Theater, that are hosting a special community event on Sunday, June 7th at the Wheeler honoring Beth Malone, who's been nominated for a Tony for Best Actress for her turn in Broadway's Fun Home. My dad and I were exactly alike. I see everything. Caption, my dad and I were nothing alike. Maps show you what's simple and true. Try laying out a bird's eye view. Not what he told you, just what you see. What do you know? Not your dad's mythology. I guess I'm older, and it's harder when you're older to begin. Peeling plaster. So tell me what's happening. Well, it was kind of a very um, quickly put together idea that we had at Aspen Community Theater to uh, celebrate. One of our local actresses, uh, Beth Malone, who has appeared with Theater Aspen and Aspen Community Theater uh, and others, uh, has been associated with with many groups within the Valley, and she has gone on to some very great things. She has just recently been nominated for Best Actress in a Musical for a Tony Award. She's just opened in a new Broadway musical in New York called Fun Home, and the reviews have been great, and we thought it would be a really fun thing to do to celebrate her success by having a community event where we can all gather together and celebrate together and watch uh, watch the broadcast. Uh, initially, my thinking was I was just going to have 20 people over to the house and have a big party, and then I thought, well, I don't know that I could have that have any more than that at my house. Right. And so we decided to and make it a, a big event. I'm sure a lot of people expressed interest in it. Absolutely. And there were a lot of people planning separate gatherings. um, And then we thought, how about we talk to the Wheeler and see if there might be some way we can bring all of the theater groups together all into one area and and include the community as a whole and celebrate together and watch together. And uh, the Wheeler didn't have anything that night. And it all kind of fell together here at the last minute. So we're scrambling to put it together. And it should be a lot of fun. So similar to what Aspen Film does for Oscars, they 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 all get together, their, their patrons and, and people, and Absolutely. watch the Oscars. But this time, we've got a hometown gal. Absolutely. And I think that was probably the impetus for starting this. But as we've gotten a little bit more into it, we're kind of thinking this might be a very, very fun way to celebrate every year. Um, We'll see. Let's take one year at a time. But uh, it's difficult in this valley to get all of the theater groups together to celebrate one thing and to bring them all together. And this might be a a great way to uh, celebrate theater in general throughout the valley and get everybody together in one room. Has she been nominated before? Do you know? 
Uh, she's been on Broadway before, um, but this is her first nomination. Yes. And so. do you? I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know um, the the field with whom she's competing <laughs> against? Uh, whom I she's know competing? most of them. I'm not going to name them all, but okay. it is a big hitting group. It's uh, Cheetah Rivera, Kristen Chenoweth, Kelly O'Hara. Ouch. Um, these are you know these are the Marlon Brandos of of the musical world. It's it's huge. So. Um, and really, it's a celebration of her nomination and her success. If she wins, that would be absolutely off the charts. If she doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It's just so great that, that this is happening right now. This is Cross Currents on Aspen Public Radio. My guest is Pat Holleran. He's the board chair of Aspen Community Theater. Aspen Community Theater, along with Theater Aspen and other theater groups in the Valley, are hosting a free community event at the Wheeler Sunday, June 7th, to honor Beth Malone, who's been nominated for a Tony Award for her performance on Broadway in the new musical Fun Home. So are you encouraging people to dress up? We are, actually. Uh, it's suggested. We're not saying you have mm. to dress up. And uh, it's going to be, we're going to, hopefully, again, all of the details are coming together. And I hate to say too much and then disappoint, but we're going to try and do some kind of uh, red carpet photos. Fun. So if you get decked out and bring your spouse or uh, other half and get a photo taken on the way in and... Uh, you can purchase them or, or we're going to put them online or something of that sort. But if, if, if you get dressed up, I think it'll just make even more festive. And we're open to the public. Open to the public, and free, no admission. Um, we are going to be soliciting uh, local restaurants and caterers for some food donations. Um, it's kind of uh, the doors will open at 630 on Sunday the 7th. Uh, and then the broadcast begins at 7 o'clock. So there's a half hour where you show up. The Wheeler has been terrific in cooperating with us. I should thank them right off the bat. They are uh, providing the the bar service for us. So it's a cash bar. Come and, and get a drink. We're going to have uh, food in the lobby. Uh, we'll leave the food there so you can come in and out of the theater and fill a plate and eat a little bit and then go back in if you'd like. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be casual but fun and festive uh, and free to the public. They're not charging any kind of uh, a site fee. And because it's a community event, uh, it, it's a terrific thing. If we were there soliciting donations or, or charging admission or something like that, obviously they wouldn't be quite so amenable. But they're here for the public, and so are we. So I, I, as I say, I, I'm truly excited. It'll be really fun. So Aspen Community Theater, Theater Aspen, who else is well, helping I've, organize? I, as I say, we've really only finalized the arrangements in the last couple of days to make sure that we could get this, pull this off. So I'm reaching out now as we speak to other groups, theater uh, masters, um, uh, CMC, uh, TRTC, Thunder River, Down Valley. Uh, I've left some messages and sent out some emails, but I'm going to make some more phone calls in the next couple of days. We want to get a theater. Aspen has already agreed to do some advertising for us. They're going to be there in droves. They actually had their own little informal get-together planned already, and they've decided to can that, and they're going to come and join us. So uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Who are the hosts of the Tony Awards this year, the telecast? Well, ironically enough, one of them is Kristen Chenoweth, who is one of the people that Beth is going against. Oh. And the other is Alan Cumming. So oh. it should be very entertaining. Again, uh, just tell people how to what to do yep. if they want to go. As I, I emphasize again, it's free to the public. It's just a community event. Uh, Doors to the Wheeler will open at 630. Uh, we'll have uh, some free light food up in the bar area. And the Wheeler is donating uh, cash bar service, so drinks and food. Uh, the broadcast starts at 7 o'clock, Sunday, June 7th. So it's coming up quickly, a week from this Sunday. Break a leg, I guess, to Beth. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an exciting time for her. Her parents are actually going to be in attendance. 
Oh, at uh, the Wheeler. At the Wheeler. Oh, fun. So I, I think it's so crazy in New York City that she just really couldn't bring him out there and, and do it justice to have him there. So she heard about this, and she got her parents to, to attend here. And oh, uh, So we want to surround them with love and just have a, a terrific community feeling. Thanks so much, Pat. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's Pat Holleran. He's the board chair of Aspen Community Theater. Aspen Community Theater, along with Theater Aspen and other theater groups in the Valley, are hosting a free community event at the Wheeler Sunday, June 7th, to honor Beth Malone, who's been nominated for a Tony Award for her performance on Broadway in the new musical, Fun Home. This is Cross Currents on Aspen Public Radio. If you missed the show or would like to hear it again, go to our website, aspenpublicradio.org. Have a great afternoon.